All right. This episode of the Undisputed Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Football is back, baby. We're back seeing Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls. With Manscaped's state-of-the-art technology, we'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off. Free shipping with the code UNDISPUTED. All right, time for you to meet the best valued bundle yet for the Manscaped Pocket Rockets, the Platinum Package. At quarterback, the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. A wily vet who makes sure the unit is running smooth and scoring nonstop. Plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue. And at running back, the Weed Whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer built to bust through all the right holes. Now on the offensive line, we have our unsung heroes, the Crop Preservers, Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to keep your boys fresh and clean through all four quarters. And wide out, the cleanest duo in the league. The ultimate premium body wash and ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. These two leave your skin, scalp feeling more hydrated. That means more plays in the field and less water breaks. And that tight end, the product that makes your end look tight, manscaped, anti-chafing boxer briefs. A dedicated jewel pouch to increase ball handling and a cool, steady vibe thanks to their moisture-wicking fabric. On the defense, there's only one thing you need. The aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant with redefined cologne or cologne. Quality fragrance. It keeps sweat in the locker room scents. From making any ground, plus it dries clear, so the opponent won't even know you hit him, or what hit him. <laughs> You're killing me with this read, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> to top it all off, we're throwing in the best coach in the league, the Shed Travel Bag, as a free bonus built to hold the team together. This travel size bag has a fumble-resistant zipper. This has got to be a Super Bowl winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code UNDISPUTED. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code UNDISPUTED. Manscaped, for turning your player into an MVP. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... The Podcast with Bobby Oh, why are you talking like that? My announcer boys. Yeah, that's a little too much, I think. Moving on. Welcome to the Undisputed Podcast. Uh, hey, did we ever figure out video? No, right? Not that's yet. Good. That's what this is. Well, so no one's going to see this. 
No. That's our. That'll be our next jump. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe. Go, boys, we're off and running. Tonight's episode. Today's episode. Because it's actually today. It all is. day today. It's all yeah, day today, today. It's all all day today is today. Got it. Today is an all day. All it's an all day today day. Yeah. Okay. Hey, since we missed out on the audio last week with Dalton, can we get you to do the horse? Um, I don't know if you'll hear it. You didn't hear it last week. Well, last week you were on your phone, right? Well, I'm like, yeah, but my laptop is in my lap. Oh, <laughs> I need my lap to do the horse. I would put it on the desk, but the cord doesn't reach. Or, well, the cord does reach, but then I got to unplug the light and then it'll be real dark. Huh. Still so, a lot going on there, man. Not that matters because if we don't have video, I mean, I'll take a rain, I'll take a rain check on the horse. It's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not that exciting. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. You don't know what you're missing. I figured since everyone missed out on the audio of it last mm. week, we should, you know, try to give it back because I know that was a fan favorite. We'll come back around to that. I, uh, I promise. I promise. All right. So, uh, Frank, you have um, monologue. 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 So, this would be the opening monologue. Monologue. It's the French would call it. Because I am, they can call me uh, Francois de Bouvier. Oh, Francois. Francois Botha. You guys remember Francois Botha? Francois Botha. Francois Botha. Who was he? The great European fighting European wrestler. No, no. Fought <laughs> Mike Tyson. Have we all? <laughs> no, we no. Haven't. I never fought Mike Tyson. Well, no, either. That's a good segue. That's a yeah. great segue. And thankfully, I'm not fighting Mike Tyson <laughs> ever. You know. You know what? Let's let's be frank. I think at this stage of the game, well, you are frank. Yeah, you could probably take him. Get that out of the way. At this age. Absolutely. How old is he? 50 something? You can still dog Tyson. I think he's 52, uh, 52, 53. Have so. you seen hold on? Have you seen Mikey? Have you yeah. seen Tyson lately? He's in better shape now than when he was 20. He's garbage. Come on. You know what? The next fight, the next fight after you beat this bum is Tyson. Uh I mean, there is gonna be a second fight, but I don't know how much it would take for little old me to sign dotted line against Iron Mike. Two, just you know, two upstate New York guys getting together and having a tussle. It'd be no. box office. Mm, might also be my funeral. Yeah, that might be the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just Duly watched. Noted. I just watched his um, the thing on Hulu. It's him and his undisputed. Um, what an actor plays all of it. So you know his like live stage show, Mike Tyson mm -hmm. Undisputed. So that came out on HBO a few years ago, and I watched that. This is a like a a, a drama series so it's played by actors but they cut from 
them playing his him talking to a, a live crowd like a studio crowd like he did on undisputed and then they act out the segments that he's that he covered in that does that make sense maybe not either way watch it it's on hulu it's good the acting is really really good like the girl that plays robin gibbons has her mannerisms down pretty well and the guy that plays tyson um there's a few different tysons because he's different ages in it mm. but the a uh, couple of them really just nail his mannerisms it's 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 good hmm. i'm trying yeah. to think if that was the one that he came out and had some stuff to say about it because i don't know as if he was very happy with the way it turned out oh really yeah he was mm. Kind of like a you did me dirty type thing. And I know they because I knew they were supposed to put a biopic out with Jamie Foxx playing Tyson. Right. And that never came out, right? No, that, that never made it for some reason. I don't know what happened oh. there. Oh, either. I'll, well, I'll try to get in touch with Jamie Foxx and find out, but I, yeah. he doesn't return my texts or calls. It's no. kind of like Brian Bosworth for me. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. So since you're not fighting Mike Tyson, who are you fighting? Uh, Bo Botang Prempe. Local boy. How I was told to pronounce it, <laughs> and I did a little something the other night for it, and they put it up. So I assume I pronounced it correctly. Oh. <laughs> or you so didn't, did... and they're just trying to stir the pot. If you saw the spelling, you'd be like, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So how did this come to be? Um, I got a message from a friend of mine who's not related to boxing at all. He's actually a friend of mine that lives in the UK. And uh, he mentioned that there was a friend of his that was trying to get a hold of me. And then um, so... He linked the two of us together. This gentleman and I spoke, and he was the one that said, yeah, these guys want you for a boxing match. Um, they are in Dubai. Uh, the fight would be in Dubai. And, uh, yeah, they're a fan of your stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, my stuff. None of my stuff includes boxing. <laughs> like there's been kickboxing in there for sure, but not actual boxing. Um, and uh, I would like and have wanted to get uh, another amateur kickboxing or an MMA fight in, you know, before the wheels fall off this wagon. And um, I was going to do it for like an amateur fight. It would be free, right? So when this came along, it just seemed like even though I would prefer to do MMA or kickboxing, um, you know, there's this is professional. So, um, yeah, it's a different kind of opportunity. Um, we'll be going to Dubai for a week. Um, I've never been to Dubai. I mean, that's not why I'm doing it, of course. But, yeah, everything just seemed to make a lot of sense. I got... My uh, my agent Andy involved, and and he helped kind of take care of things. Continues to help take care of things. I spoke with um, 
one of my trainers at the jungle MMA and uh, fitness. And he said, he's in. And I was like, all right, that, then we're good. My wife was on board and like, really that's, that's all I need. If my wife's good with it, um, my agent can sort out the details and I have a coach that I've known and who's coached me for, you know, not for a fight yet, but that I've worked with uh, Muay Thai for, I don't know, since I moved to Florida. So four years. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm in. Let's go. So it's happening. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You need a little uh, backup on the boxing front. Andy Farragon knows a thing or two about boxing. He definitely does. And yeah. Andy and I are very close. Um, Andy, I was actually going to reach out to, um, I did briefly in a text message asking him, his son, Michael. Mikey. Yep. Yeah. He moved down here to Florida. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and when last I spoke to Mike, which was about a year ago, or maybe even a little longer, he was in the process of moving down. Um, and we were going to get together. Um, we didn't. Um, and then I know he had a child and I know he was, I believe, getting married also. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I, he and I lost a little bit of tabs of each other. And so I messaged Andy because I was thinking like, well, I mean, if Mike is here, I'll train with Mike. Right. Um, cause Mike and I know each other well. Um, but Mike is not in Florida anymore. He's Midwest somewhere. I can't remember, but that's where um, I believe his wife's family is from. So that's yeah, where they are. So not having that and not wanting, I would rather have the, the boxing coach, you know, be the, whoever's in my corner, be somebody that I know and I'm familiar with and who's coached me before uh, than to have someone who I've, you know, only met eight weeks ago. So, and, and my, my guy is, is very versed in boxing. Like he's fought both. So he's fine. And nice. He's great. And yeah, I feel ready. I mean, not ready yet. Like I'm still, <laughs> but I feel like the process is it's, it's been good so far, continues to be good. And, uh, it's kind of cool. Like I'm, I'm up for the challenge is what I've kind of realized in the process so far is that like, there's some things I needed to change because it is boxing and I'm still in the process of changing those. Um, but it's a challenge to, to think about it that way. Like, okay, there's certain natural habitual behavior that, you know, I'm changing so that I'm more boxer than Muay Thai. Does it include keeping your feet on the ground? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's the thing too, though, is sometimes you get into movement and whatnot, and then like you gain the angle and you have the angle. And when you have the <laughs> angle, you have a few different targets and it's just, it's hard to resist, like just kicking somebody in the leg. Cause <laughs> oh, just there. And my, uh, my coach said, well, you know, if, if, if you rifle one, <laughs> his, his leg, you're going to get disqualified, but we'll probably get some press out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, it's, uh, 
It's been good. It's a pretty easy transition um, so far. Like just, you know, lower stance. There's way more movement, a lot more head movement because Muay Thai and those guys don't, uh, they don't move a lot. They take a lot, (laughs) take a lot and give a lot. But yeah. So, yeah. So so you're training. You're training. Yeah. Training. Eating your training vitamins. Bra. Eating your vitamins. Bra. Training bra. Eating, saying my prayers. Okay. Eating my You're vitamins. Good You're I, good I, then. This is what I do. I read my Bible in the morning. So I'm saying my prayers with, with my training bra on. And then I eat my vitamins. Hmm. Do you take All your training bra? Do you take the training bra off to eat the vitamins or do you leave it on for that? It's on the whole time. Got it. Yeah. Because I'm training, Dennis. Oh, got, okay. Training. That makes sense. I got it. I mean, what do you? why would you wear a training bra if you weren't training? Good point. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it was a good point. <laughs> it's in the name. True. So there's that. And yes, so I'm training. And the fight is uh, November 13th. So it's creeping up on us. Stuff the turkey in your turkey day. Just over mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. So how did you get your opponent? Did you get to choose the opponent or did you have multiple opponents? From? Uh, they picked him. He was actually a replacement for the first guy. Um, Where did the first guy go? Uh, he separated his shoulder. Doing? Training related or masturbating um. or... You know, the rumor floating around was masturbation. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, uh, uh, not a lot of people know this, but that's the activity with the highest percentage of separated shoulders in the country. Kind of explains why my shoulder hurts. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I got a wonky shoulder too. So Hmm. my knees hurt. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Frank, I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I think so too. Been told that once or twice. Mm, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, they picked the first opponent. Um, then they sent me um, the second opponent. And before they had sent it to me, like, to be honest, at that point, I was probably uh, two, oh, yeah, a little over two weeks into preparation. And this whole thing I'm not really I like it's a it's more about the journey for me and I feel like training's been going really well um and I had said to him when they asked and not really being a tough guy but I was like you know yeah yes before seeing him right like as long and truly like as long as my coach is like yeah that this guy's not beyond a a level that you can compete with and like i'm not doing this for a sure win you know i don't want i would like to go out and compete a few more times before my body won't let me so um yeah i just and and, (laughs) i'm not looking to fight mike tyson (laughs) i think he's being bashful right now (laughs) maybe fight number two (laughs) i will see we'll see I mean, the rumor is he does listen to the show on the, the weekly basis, so he's hearing oh, this. 
Maybe he's, right. well, his interest is peaking up and on the third down. Oh, that'll be interesting. We'll be fight so number two. We'll do it right. We'll do it at um, what used to be DeCarlo's. Because remember, it was backstage and he used to go there. Well, he owned it when it was yesterday's. Oh. I think before it became DeCarlo's. Before it became today's. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday and yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. One of you guys got to buy that place now and name it today's. It's, it's a dump. <laughs> It's just collecting I, weeds and garbage. I, Actually, yeah. Corda Cord might buy it. I can see that. Yeah. Happening. I can Corda see Mike likes, buying that. Corda's a fan of weeds and garbage. Ouch. Yeah. Hey, update, on, hey, update on last week's podcast where we decided hey, we were going to try to steal a championship trophy. I gave it a go. And you what happened? gave it your what best happened? college try. Um, well, I think there was a few Miller Lights involved. And, uh, I couldn't get out of the way of Jeff Levac, and he he caught me. Hmm. I think if I had stayed away from the the, the tall boy Millers, um, I probably could have outran Jeff. But nope, caught me by surprise. The tall Miller boys. Yeah, a couple too many of those on Saturday. Yeah. That was quite the quite the two day event they had at the old Armory. Yeah, yeah, it was that interesting was... to be back in the Armory. Yeah, yeah. It there hasn't been much in much renovations under that place, but um, uh, they definitely haven't changed the locker room downstairs. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure that's been in that condition since. Phil uh, Jackson coached the Albany Patrons back horn. in the eighties. Uh, or Little Bighorn. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. Yeah, it uh, it's a that's an old building. You could use some updating, but um, yeah. So Impact did their uh, Bound for Glory there, and they did uh, some tapings. Uh, got to got to see some old friends. They really put a pretty good show on. I'll give them that. I mean, even when they had some challenges on Saturday during the TV tapings with the uh, the missing ambulance, yeah. um, not site. They Dreamer came out. Tommy Dreamer came out, did a little shtick in the ring, and then he came out and was meeting with the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rich Swan did the same. A couple of guys came out, so they were they just weren't leaving people sitting in, in their seats, you know, right. wondering what was going on. So that was pretty big of them. And which is what we would have done on this podcast. Actually, while he was waiting in the line, I think Dennis got um Noticed for being on the podcast, or he made it. Oh, that happen? No, I just, I just made it known that I was part of the podcast. Is what I oh. <laughs> just to help because, and it's not like I was doing it. I wasn't doing it as like a like an egotistical thing. It was more like, uh, oh, hey, by the way, like someone had because somebody asked who people were there to see, mm. and I'm like, well, this might not be a popular opinion. I was like, but uh, Bobby Fish, and people were like kind of looked at me i go well i'm on his podcast with him like i'm on part of it and they mm. just then everyone went wait what and i was like i know i play the role of adam cole on the undisputed podcast <laughs> somebody has to true and frank's busy playing roddy and kyle actually they asked me i said well i heard hulk hogan was coming really hulk hogan's gonna be here <laughs> sorry 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 uh... I'll tell you what, though, 
both shows had two entirely different crowds. It was crazy. Yeah, I thought I yes, I I concur. Because the second night they were all on you, they were cheering your name. Yeah. The first yeah. night they were just yeah. pricks. Yeah. The section yeah. over with they started chanting CM Punk. Yeah. The dude behind me is telling his buddy, Oh, he tried getting his buddies to go back to the WWE. I'm look I turn around, I'm like, right. are you guys serious? Yeah. I mean I See? you know, it it is it's uh it's become a a thing, I guess. Um, and I don't know. I mean, if you hate me, you hate me. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like if I come home and my wife's still here, the rest of it's, you know, it's all bullshit. It was just weird how the both nights were completely different. Totally different. I, and they were. Was... You're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. Somebody tried to give me their child the second. Yes. Time. Yes. I see like, that. Please take my. My infant. Hmm. Yours. It was cool they brought up Bubba Ray or Bully Ray and Dreamer came out and Rhino. So they had they made it worth your while that the first night that battle yeah. royale. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It was good to see those guys um, you know, be around it, be around a, a company, um people I, I haven't seen in in years, you know, a few years. So to get to see those people again, work with some people like the ones you just mentioned that I haven't worked with any of them in a, in a while that, you know, Rhino or Tommy or uh, Billy Ray. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a good time. And then obviously seeing guys like Eddie Edwards and I came up, I mean, we used to travel uh, work in Noah in Japan and, you know, uh, those that was many years ago, um, but if we go back that far, like early, early days, and then seeing Taven and Bennett and uh, Kenny and you know all those guys, Vinny, it was just nice to see see some of the boys I haven't seen in a while. I get the impression they're trying to build a company all over again for like the tenth time in that organization. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they tried doing it right this time. Cause I went back. You look at that tw- the 2009, 2010 roster, how that company did not make it is amazing. You look at that yeah. roster, they had Styles, Samoa Joe. They had Nash. Hogan was there. Kurt Angle was there. I think Booker T was there. I'm like, how did this company not make it bigger than it did? It's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't there at that time. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to get some people's opinions on that, you know, whether it be like AJ or Joe. Um, CD be another one to talk to, Christopher Daniels, um, or even Frankie Kazarian about it. I thought it was nice, too, to see Frankie come back because um, he's got history there and, you know, um, not really sure what direction they got him going in uh, with AEW, but for AEW to let him come over and, and help out impact. And, and, you know, and I know like Frankie, you know, he's like a lot of us, like he just wants to wrestle. I mean, we're all very used to like being utilized and wrestling. And sometimes when a locker room gets really, really full, you know, some of that gets 
gets minimized and you know it's not the funnest thing in the world so it was nice seeing frankie go out and get have a chance to work and um you know he can still go obviously that's that's never been the problem um, i laugh because somebody on twitter i think it was twitter the rumor right now is the good brothers are going back to wwe and somebody wrote on Twitter that um, another company should pick them up so they're not on TV for a while. Meaning, well, you can fill in the blanks. <laughs> You're looking yeah. at me funny. Another company, AEW, yeah. signs the Good Brothers so you never see the Good Brothers on TV because they're not going to be used. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe we shouldn't have Bobby fill in the blanks anymore on his own. Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> I tried to cover it up. I took it out. Picked it and you're like fill in the blank. You got the blank stare. So yeah. like, I'll tell you. That's the look my wife gets more times than not. Man, I try to geez. tell her, no, no, I knew exactly what you meant. Yeesh. Mm. Um. Yeah. So. I did a battle royal, a pay per view. Star started battle royal, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. So who's who? Twas, twas. Um, and then uh, I had the uh, opportunity for TV to uh, to wrestle Josh Alexander. I hope this is a customer. spoiler. Uh, oh, when's it going to be on TV? Thursday this week. Yeah. Well, no, it's not a spoiler. I mean, you're going to come out. You're challenge everybody. You'll, you'll, and everything happens. You can find the spoilers on the internet, so it doesn't. Frank, Frank says it's not a spoiler. So, I mean, it kind Frank of has it, the authority. It might be, but it's also been on Twitter. Not dropped, but the information didn't come from any of us. But it is out there. Good point. So screw it. Exactly. <laughs> All bets are off. Exactly. Hey, ha, so how about um, and I hear Raw right now because my stepdaughter's watching. And then my question is: Did DC do the refing at the pay per view, or is that upcoming? No, he he did. did the um did. Riddle Rollins in the um extreme rules the pit the, the pit fight yes yeah okay all right I have to go do back yourself a do yourself a favor and watch that gym of a match okay I'm going to plan on it I it planned on it it was Seth freaking Rollins and not Rob Van Dam right yes uh, Seth came out looking like Rob Van Dam that's it happened really. Yeah. He, had, he had his yeah. get-up on. His gear right. on. Don't ruin it for me, guys. Oh, it was in Philly. Now I get it. Again, don't have me fill in the blanks. Was there an ECW feel backstage? Um, a little bit, but I mean, you know, really it was Rhino, Tommy, and, um, and Bully Ray. So, and the great uh, Raven. Raven stopped by. Oh, right. And Raven was there for uh, Hall of Fame. Yep. I don't think he was there the second night. I think that's why maybe I forgot. But yeah, I think he was at the Carlos. At the what? He went to the Carlos. That's where he was at the second night. Oh, 
So he was sitting in a parking lot, just staring at an abandoned building that night. Huh? Correct. The promos. <laughs> he, he can do promos. The promos. <laughs> he doing the, the promos. <laughs> he was he was doing the promo in front of De Carlos. <laughs> That's a good promo. In the empty parking lot. Mm-hmm. hmm hmm Well, I will say, um, Josh Alexander, tough dude. Uh, good stuff. I was happy with the weekend for sure. Came out of it definitely uh, enjoyed the weekend. I mean, but other I, than the, the other than the parking and the uh, the venue, it was a, it was a good uh, good weekend of professional wrestling. Yeah, and they can't really do a whole lot about that, right? It's the armory just being. Well, I mean, for, for where the armory is, there isn't much parking. There's not much they could even do to rectify that, um, mm-hmm. only because it's, you know, people live there, like around the I think they have pills for... Um, the rectifying? Rec- yeah. I think you get pills to help we, you with your rectification. We tried to get them to sponsor the show. They wouldn't do it. Rectify. They wouldn't do it? None of, none of, none of them? Rectify. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, huh. that's all right because we got manscaped. That's true. That doesn't help with my bookie. But but <laughs> they, neither of those help with ED. Not yet. But true. well, I'm, I'm not sure my bookie is going to go that route. But <laughs> that would be manscaped. Could manscaped? I mean, I you know, there's a there's a faint line between. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two, <laughs> shave your balls and you know fly full staff. Yeah, I do appreciate day two of the um and the impact that the empire the Albany Empire owner parked his truck right in front of the venue. Did he really? Yeah, I yeah. didn't see it. I'm I'm like ninety nine percent sure Mike can just park wherever he wants, wherever he wants, is whenever he, is he, he wants. Is he own Albany now? He's the mayor. You think so? He should. I mean, yes, mayor. he I mean, probably will at some point. I, I, so he bought. He is the sole owner of the team now, right? He's majority. I don't know if the sole owner, but I, he's well, majority he's owner. Majority, and then he's, he's got majority. other stuff going on too. I mean, the guy is—he's all over the place. He's Jerry Jones without the. Um, no, he's Money. Jerry Jones. Yeah, yeah. without the. Weird allegations. Cowboys. What? Where are we going with that? I don't know. I, that, that was the Cowboys. That was the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah that was the Cowboys. He did let me try on his championship ring, though. Um, it's big. Yeah, I bet. He's got big paws. Yeah. He's got big fingers what? too. Yeah. <laughs> did you say paws or balls? I didn't. I. He said balls. Look at that balls. shirt. He's he said balls. balls. <laughs> Look at that shirt. He said balls. What do you think he said? That is true, man. Frank rocking the manscaped. Your balls on his shirt. It says the word balls. Yeah. He's There's so other cool. words on it too. It doesn't just say. Well, balls. yeah. I mean, you, we that should be a shirt for the just podcast. Balls. Just says balls. Just balls. Speaking of shirts, we have our own. We do. It's number one on the site. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> WrestlingTees.com backslash Bobby Fish. Undisputed podcast with Bobby Fish. It's right there, especially for those who don't like me. I mean, <laughs> makes the most sense. 
get it and then get angry at yourself for wearing it. <laughs> I think those people are already angry at themselves anyway. I think so too, but then that then at least you can you can justify the hate. <laughs> so here's a question. When you're in public, do people give you the business? Do people give you a hard time? Like, so no. you and the wife are at dinner. Have you ever had it happen where you're at dinner and people are bothering you for a picture, an autograph, or any of that stuff? Yeah, that's happened before. Um, Me too. <laughs> I generally am okay with it if I'm not with my family. You know, um, if I'm walking with my wife or my stepdaughter or my daughters, like I'd prefer to be just, you know, respect the boundaries because my time, especially being on the road and stuff, not that my time is valuable because, I mean, if you saw what I do with my time, you <laughs> not a lot of value on it. <laughs> but the time that I spend with them is valuable and that's their time. And, and I don't get a lot of that all the time, like as much as I would like, way more these days than back, you know, a few years ago. But I, it's a respect thing for them too, because they don't, I, I don't need them standing there for five minutes, like twiddling thumbs while I take pictures and sign autographs. Like that's something that I don't want them um, to have to deal with, you know? So, I just feel like that's a respect thing, you know, yeah, and some fans are very respectful. So I can't, and then there are those that are not. Um, and then, you know, you wonder like, are they fans or do they love to hate you? Um, it's all good to me. You know, you wonder if they're, if they're pushing buttons to get a reaction out of the, you know, people, are I think like people that. save that for the internet. Because I think um, that there's things that people will think nothing of typing on the internet that they would never say to your face. No. No, no, no. no. The stuff that I've read on Twitter since this podcast <clears throat> has started, so I start paying attention to like what people are saying, not necessarily yeah. about the podcast, just you. And uh, I'm like, none of these people that are typing this, if they met you, would shake your hand and say hi. And, that, that, yeah. you know, and that's... They're not doing anything or saying anything that they're typing on the internet. Yeah, I think that that's kind of like, um, so it's something I've always found peculiar too, is like people in their car, you're protected somehow. There's some sort of like bubble of protection because people will yell and scream and honk their horn and give you the finger and challenge you to fight, you know, from their car. But um, and I'm sure I've been guilty of it before myself, but it's like, if you were just walking down the street, you wouldn't react so aggressively, you right. know, but because you're in your car, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know what that phenomenon is. It's because you have the ability to just drive away. If anything yeah. were to happen, you can go, ha ha, I said it. And now off I go. And yeah. That's it. Which nowadays isn't always the best thing to do either because you don't know what people have in their car. So maybe everybody should calm down with that too. Cause it is that's true. true. It is true. Don't know what those people are packing. Yeah. 
But nine out of 10 times, the thing that somebody did in their car that annoys you is something that you've probably done yourself. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, like three minutes before it was done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got people slack. <laughs> take my own advice, though, because I don't. I don't always cut slack. <laughs> so, but that's but then that's why they do it on the internet because they have the safety of yeah obscurity. Basically, they're you know they're just yeah. kind of anonymous people. Yeah, truly, the internet's gotten just gross. You know, like I hate to say it because it's like where this is and like this is fun and but I think that we're not burying anybody and we're being you know we're having a good time. If there's anybody. I make the most fun of it's myself because it's just, I don't know. That's funny to me. Um, I think some of the, some of the stuff that comes out, it's like, just where did the hate, the hate, it's so thick on the internet. It's thick. It's funny you bring that up, though, because when you set the record straight on the erroneous report a couple weeks ago, nobody came out and apologized, said, you know what, it was wrong, we were wrong, we shouldn't have said that. Nobody else. No. Like, Jim Cornette, for one, you called that, that called out, but you mentioned him by name. Well, yeah, because it was real. Like, really, hearing Jim um, react to it the way he did... Because uh, I heard it, just a, a clip of it from his show. Um, and the way his guy on the show, I don't know his name, but like he was laughing and really like running it down. And yet just about everything that they were laughing at wasn't true. Right. But like a make-believe situation. And he'll comment on everything, but at least – I don't know, man up and say, you know what? I was wrong. I'd have a fact straight. I guess that's not even me to think, but you'd think that'd be the root. He's a professional. You'd think he'd say, you know what, Bobby, I was wrong on that, and I apologize, but I have – I, to my knowledge, he hasn't said that. No, I, mean, I haven't heard from Jim, but, you know, the I, what bothers me about it is just that Jim and I – I worked for Jim. Uh, with Ring of Honor, he was the booker um, the first few months I was there. And uh, it's Jim Cornette. Like, I watched him when I was a kid, and I was always a fan. And I'm still a fan of him now and the humor. And, you know, he's he's over the top. But, I mean, come on, it's wrestling. Right. It's supposed to be that. But, uh, you know, and I, I think Jim was a fan of mine, and I liked working for Jim. Um, so, yeah. Because I actually know him and because he knows the wrestling business the way he does, yeah, I would have thought that he would have checked those before he said anything less than complimentary. Um, but I don't know. I haven't really thought about it since, and I only listened to it once. So to be honest, I don't really even remember what he said. I just know that when I heard it, it was like, oh. That hurts. It was, <laughs> my feelings. It was tongue in cheek, jokingly, and all that tomfoolery. But at the end of the day, it wasn't very funny. I mean, yeah, at the end whatever. of the day, who gives a shit? This really comes down to for me. Sorry. You know, my kids are healthy. My wife loves me most of the time. You're, <laughs> you're saying your prayers, eat your vitamins, and training. I got my training bra on. Saying my prayers. 
Yeah. Fighting Mike Are you wearing Tyson. your training bra now, too? Are these a... Um, I don't, because as you can see, I have uh, bull horns. Ah, I see that. I'm rubbing them. I see that, too. Mm-hmm. Much to the chagrin of the listeners, they can't see that. Ah. God, bless, God bless them. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not Maybe yet. Soon. soon. Soon, faithful listeners. Faithful struggling party. with the vocabulary there. I was trying to come up with a real... Real knockout punch. I Faithful demipod followers. Yeah. Podites. Podites. Demipodites. Podites. Podite. Podite. No. Podite. I don't know. I'm not Pedialites? sure. Pedialite. Pedialite. That's really good for hangovers. Pedialite. Yes. I've heard. Allegedly. Rumor has it. Mm. Favorite drink? Asking me or? Telling me. Asking. Was, that, was that a question? I'm asking. Old no, fashioned. not soft drink either. Old fashioned. Oh, whoa. Frank. Sparkling okay. ice. What? Oh, I thought you were asking me. Did you say Zima? Is it, yes. <laughs> yes. Correct. Correct. Uh, it's been repackaged as those seltzer bot, seltzer drinks. What? <laughs> That's another joke that goes around the internet that Zima's based. It's like a truly or a white claw is kind of oh. like a reincarnated Zima. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I've had all of the above. Um, don't, I, you know, Zima, I think, was when we were in high school. Relatively close. Yeah, it was still around when we were out, but it was definitely there yeah. when we were in, too. And that was a stage in my life where I was willing to drink pretty much anything. Anything. And that's when I, I think that's the last time I even had a Zima. So I don't really even know. I don't remember what it was like. But I can handle a White Claw. I don't mind a White Claw. It's a bit girly, right? I guess. Yeah, it depends. Have you watched season five of Cobra Kai? I'm only what? a few episodes in. No, is White Claw in there? There is a reference to White Claw at the bar with Johnny, and he orders one because it sounds "quote unquote" badass. Oh, yeah. It, he spits it right out, and he's like, "It tastes like whatever took a piss." Like that's basic. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure White Claw was ecstatic about that. No, well. Well, they probably paid for the mention. Period. It's true. Product place. I mean, it's product placement, one way or the other. It's you know they have because he has a can of it at the bar, mm. so they they paid you know they sure. or, or they got paid to for the product placement. So right. Do you think anybody paid for that actual drink? I doubt it. Yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, well, my uh, drink of choice would be a Guinness. Mm, good choice. Nice, well poured Guinness. Have you it's been to Ireland? Ireland? Have you huh? been there? Have you been to the brewery? Not the brewery, but I've had a few Guinness in Ireland. And there is something, I mean, obviously, there's something about the whole atmosphere and whatnot of being in Ireland and having a Guinness, but um, 
And it could be in your head too, but yeah, it's good there. But Guinness is good, I guess, because I drink few and far between. So it's not like um, if it's a monthly indulgence, that would be a lot. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's so spread out usually that like if I do have one, it usually takes me one pint to remember how much, oh, I, I missed this. So that two <laughs> goes down real well and real easy. Uh, but then by like three, I'm like, uh, time to time to reel it in. Well, you're usually kind of full by then too. So yeah, they are filling. But that's just a totally. Di- I mean, you know, I had to retire Bob the Slob. Bob the Slob. Bob the Slob. <laughs> Just another failed gimmick. That's all. Like <laughs> some of the boys. Uh, so Jeff Jones will know who Bob. He was a big fan of Bob the Slob, and uh, some of the boys I worked with in Ring of Honor, they uh, are very uh, fond of Bob the Slob. <laughs> Me, not so much. And uh, thankfully, my wife never met Bob the Slob. Um. So. Yeah, Bob the Slob has had to vacate the premises. Probably not a bad thing. No, not at this point in my life. No. <laughs> if he, yeah, if, if the slob was still here, that would not be a positive thing. <laughs> Frank, did you share your favorite drink, or were we just going with the sparkling ice as your favorite drink? I enjoy a good cup hot chocolate where he said not soft drinks asshole (laughs) (laughs) what do you think dennis and i are alcoholics (laughs) like it was it wasn't any beverage non-soft drinks aka booze So what do you wet your whistle with when you want to feel silly? A nice cold glass of chocolate milk. <laughs> I, I feel like you're just I'm missing not a huge, drink. I'm not a huge okay. drinker. We're going to throw you off the podcast. <laughs> you're going to get, you're gonna get um, escorted off the name of God. Out of my house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about a nice wine cooler, Frank? Are you a are you a wine cooler? Are you a a sangria guy? Which means girl, like sangria. Are you a sangria girl? He has to ask. You got to ask your wife what your favorite drink is, Frank. What would be my drink of choice? It's honey. Are my balls still in your purse? (laughs) Can I have them back? Do I have one? I'm gonna need balls. Those. What was it? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, a chocolate martini. <laughs> we should have stuck with hot cocoa. <laughs> I'll say this: my wife and I, we do enjoy and have had some good espresso martinis. You gotta try a chocolate martini. I have tried one before, but we are um, more. Uh, keen to the espresso martini. You got to try an espresso martini, you and your wife. 
Maybe. Your wife has to try an espresso martini and tell you how much she enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. There you go. I'm a fan of the dirty martini, Grey Goose, with three olives. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, well. That's the face. Mm. A couple of I don't know. That's uh well, what uh, what else is there to talk about wrestling related here, Frank? We uh, talk to me about locker room leaders. Okay, talk to, us, talk to us about locker room leaders. How important is it to have that uh, strong presence? Because it, it brings to mind you had Bubba Ray Dudley there, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, mm-hmm. and Dreamer there, and it just seems to hear more and more about outbursts in the old. Uh, locker room um i think for me the locker room leader is something earned like you don't just assume it and it's universally earned or else it's not a good thing if there's division and some people are for and some people think he's a rat fink piece of shit. Um, it's divisive. So it's like you'd rather not have one. Um, so when I think about like The Undertaker, I wasn't there. Therefore, I can't speak firsthand. Not like I can about, you know, the Hogan heel turn. Um, I mean, I don't like to speak out of turn. Come on, guys. I like. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna comment on some bullshit when I don't, when I wasn't there. You know. So, uh, you hear about the Undertaker being the locker room leader uh, with the Fed for a long, long time, and that's because everybody respected it. It, not just him, but respected that that's the role he played. And he was tight enough with basically Vince in the office to, to assume that role and for people to, to respect it. And that's really all that's required is just, it's the, um, it's the acknowledgement of your peers and of the boys. It's like being a captain, you know, like we've all played on teams and you, you have that person and sometimes that person isn't necessarily seeking it. It just gets bestowed upon them. Um, there are some people who, you know, it just, uh, it just happens. I, I would say at times, and I wasn't in all of these locker rooms, but I could see a guy like Samoa Joe being a good locker room leader. Um, I think it's imperative that like you don't just talk the talk like you got to walk it out and people got to see that your actions are the same letter that you're holding them to because if that's not the case then again it's divisive it's gonna you know if there's some people that you're preferential to and then others that you're not like you can't have an agenda you can't um I don't know. I mean, I can't, can't play favorites. That. Yeah, you know, for me, and like you probably need to be a good worker. You probably should do some good business. Um, be able to to 
check all the boxes as far as what we do. Um, and then, yeah, you kind of earn that title. And I think it's, it's, yeah, it's really important to have a locker room leader. Um, but that, like I said, that locker room leader has to be kind of bestowed on that person by the, the mass, the majority, if not everybody. And then that's, then that's when it works. And then that's when it's a good thing. Um, Otherwise, it can be a bad thing and it can divide the locker room. And then you end up with like people thinking they're the locker room leader and they're not. And, you know, you could probably end up with a few of them in a locker room. And some people are just so not self-aware. I'm not going to name names, but there are people I've come across over the years in the business that just they're in la la land, you know. Pro wrestling is already a lot of la la, whatever. <laughs> so you don't need to be in la la land the rest of your time. I enjoy la la land on the occasion. I yeah. Like being there. Now, would you consider yourself a locker room leader? You were a El, Cap El Capitan. You were a captain um, of the football team. You had those qualities. Yeah. You the boxes. In wrestling, I think I was. Um, not really a, a locker room leader. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so for me. Um, because there's times that this business I, I've gotten so disenchanted with it. And then there's times that I love it too, but then there's been other times where it's been like, man, I'm just and I'm not real good at politicking. I don't politic well. Like more times than not, if I see something that I don't like and I know it's going to get me in trouble, I still say something. Because it just, I don't know, I'm more dick fish than I care to admit. But like <laughs> my dad, that's just the way my dad was. And like you almost, it's like you almost can't get it off yourself even if you wanted to. Like I just, I saw that walked out so many times that that's, that's just who... I am. I don't have control over it. You know, and sometimes to be that, like, you gotta play some politics. Well, you also have to, you stand up yourself. At the end of the day, that's what you're doing. And if, yeah. if you don't feel like doing something, you're gonna say something, hey, you know, this is not working. I mean, we've yeah. had conversations where you say, yeah, yeah, that doesn't, that's not, that's not right. Yeah. And then when you talk it through, it's like, all right, I see where he's coming from. Yeah, I think it's uh, and this is just more of like a humanity sort of thing. I think a lot of people allow their boundaries, myself included, to be compromised. And neither side is benefiting when that happens. Um, and then that, I think that's when people get most pissed is when like you set boundaries and then you stick to them. And that's when people get the most pissed when it's like, okay, well, I mean, you're the one, like my boundary setting is in uh, reaction to what you did. So how can you get mad at me? Um, but you see it go that way more times than I think not. Week in and week out, you pick the winners. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie.ag 
has a bunch of options when it comes to betting. You can bet single game spreads, money lines, or you can parlay multiple together to increase your print, your payouts. MyBookie.ag has low contest entry fees and over half a million to be won. Not to mention, MyBookie makes it so you don't have to be a pro gambler. That's fun. So the question is, why haven't you been betting with MyBookie? Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code UNDISPUTED on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's right, double. That's promo code UNDISPUTED to get your first deposit matched. Dollar for dollar. All the way up to a thousand bucks. MyBookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and more importantly, simple to win. So stop being a fool and make this a winning season exclusively at my bookie. I'm, I'm listening to you. What? Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. What are you going to say, Frank? You retract whatever that was? No, I'm watching. We're all listening to you at the same time. Oh. Something just happened. happened. That was, you want to know? I I mean. Yeah, Good friends here just walked out on Raw. Gallows Ooh. and Anderson. Did they really? Yeah. All oh, them bastards. Well, there goes somebody else, some other promotion, getting them and not putting them on TV. <laughs> Damn! I don't it. have I have the audio on, but I they did something with AJ and uh, Finn, and all of a sudden, Gallows and Anderson are clearing house. Oh, that's awesome! That good is for them. Awesome. Good for them. I'll tell you what. Something just made some sense to me. It's gonna remain. In my brain, but uh, something that happened very recently just made a lot of sense. That's funny though. That's and it's great because I mean, talk about I'm fans of those guys. I can't stand. They are pricks. They are. You know. You know. Rocky has not going to have a podcast anymore. Probably with these two jabronis on Raw. I mean, he could be a contributor to the un. This pod, yeah. the under the under this pod, under this pod, <laughs> whatever well, we call reach, it at the moment. I'll reach out to Rock and see if he wants to become a part of the demi pod, the undis pod, <laughs> the undis pod. <laughs> oh, hashtag demi pod. Let's get hey, hashtag so demi pod. Gallows have a great tan and lots of fabulous arms. Fabulous. Yeah, dark tan, very oily arms. He looks Adrian Adonis circa 1987. Adrian Adonis. Circa anytime. <laughs> Blonde and fat? What are we? I what? Don't know. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's a big boy. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. I feel like, um, I mean, it's good for them. Probably not good for Sex Ferguson. Oh, man. You know? What are we going to do now? Man. I don't know. I feel like when decisions were made, it wasn't, you know, you your feelings were not involved. They didn't call. I mean, they didn't call you, could always book, you could always book his, um, his uh, cousin, Boner Mahoney. <laughs> or Pookie Malibu. <laughs> Pookie Malibu. What was your uh, alter? Jack Jerk Jackson. No, that wasn't uh, it. 
Oh, Bob Richard. the Slob? <laughs> what was it? Richard Pills. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh. Richard Pills. I'm not allowed to say mine. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no you're not. <laughs> Jesse the Body Ventura. No. He's a little bit no. out there. No. He'd be a good he'd be a fun guest. He'd be a great guest. I don't think he's coming on though. <laughs> I mean, I think he's gonna fall into that Bosworth category. He did um Jim Norton's show with um oh, who the hell was it? And Jim Norton pretty much insulted him for like 15 minutes and Jesse Ventura gets up and leaves the interview. Mid-interview, he just gets up and leaves. Jim Norton, it, wasn't he from Opie and Anthony? That's what it was. It was Opie and Anthony. I don't think Anthony was there. One of them wasn't there. Those two, Opie and Anthony, split. And I think I think Norton was with Opie. Yeah, that's what it was. They were on Sirius for a while. Yep, and uh, Jim Norton was just – he wasn't being disrespectful. He was just asking. He was quizzing uh, Jesse, and Jesse took offense to it and got up and left, which, hmm. you know – I mean, I not knowing the the context of the interview and what it was. First of all, Norton's a stand-up comic. Second of all, right. Second of all, Jesse Ventura has definitely said some pretty crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you say some pretty outlandish, crazy shit, some and you go on a show like Op- to the effect of Opie and Anthony or Stern, you're gonna get asked about it. Like he mm-hmm. kind of should have seen that coming. Yeah. He was just on Jericho's podcast too, and it was the same deal. I, you almost got the impression Jericho was like, "What am I doing here? What's going on? Really? Why am I interviewing this guy right now?" Yeah, yeah. Well, did you come? But, you know, but- Jericho had a really interesting one that I uh, listened to um, about the death of Prince. So there was a, a writer from the Wrestling Observer, not the that one. guy. Yeah, <laughs> but someone who I assume does check their facts. Um, either way, he was a former former law enforcement, and he was talking about uh, Prince's death and that it being a fentanyl overdose, but that it was accidental, and the reasons why they believe it was accidental, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then he talked a little bit more about um fentanyl and and how it's you know this leading killer in in this country um and it's just you know the drug dealers are cutting a lot of things with fentanyl and fentanyl's lethal in small doses um and it's just killing a lot of people fentanyl is is lethal in very very small doses yeah and that's what the belief was was that prince was taking what he thought was a different medication Oof. and it had fentanyl in it and his was a prescription medication but it was laced with fentanyl and it so it was an accidental um, fentanyl overdose my ex-brother-in-law lost his life the same way yeah yeah, I've had people close to me, same thing. And it's, you know, I mean, b- being a, a, a drug addict in my uh, limited uh, rushes with it, 
Um, it doesn't, it, you know, really, it doesn't end well for most people. Mm -hmm. Some people, by the grace of God, they do get cleaned up. But now it seems as though it's even more dangerous to be, um, to be that way. Not that they do it by choice, but like to even touch going down that road because it only takes so little fentanyl to be in this. You think you're taking this and it's actually got some of this and then that can be it. I mean, it really makes it. And believe me, I was no angel in my uh, growing up, but just thankful that, you know, nothing, nothing ever happened to me. But fentanyl was also not a thing then. Mm -mm. No, we didn't really have to worry about it when we were younger. Yeah, now it seems to be everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good um, thing to listen to if you got got some time. I mean, I was a huge Prince fan. I just don't. I mean, even if he wasn't exactly your flavor of ice cream, he he. You know, I mean, just a talented. The talent just oozed off of that man. Like he couldn't. He had to do something with that. Like he. It, I mean, I wasn't a, a ginormous fan, but as I got older, appreciating the art that he put out, and I know yeah. as I'm, you know, delving into becoming a DJ and playing some Prince songs, people really react to his records. Um, yeah. He was super talented. He was, yeah. and he was also very well aware of how talented he was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he he made that known, but he was one of the <laughs> he was one of the first guys too. To basically, you know, take his masters and tell a major record label to go fuck themselves, and he did yeah. shit himself. Yeah, so. that's cool. I think Jericho's the only person though who can pull off those interviews because he had a cup a month ago. He had the stage manager or the tour manager for the Rolling Stones and U two on. It was it was yeah. fascinating. It was unbelievable. Wow, that's obscure too. It wasn't, but think. from his background, though, it, it made sense because he's he's in that world, his side yeah. world. Oh, of course, yeah. But I was captivated. They're talking for an hour, just it, unless you like music. I guess you wouldn't like it otherwise. If you're if you're a wrestling fan, you probably wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. But listening to him interview this lady talk about the Stones and Metallica and U two and all these bands he's been around, it was pretty. It was pretty good. Hmm. And and the flip side, he did one with Goldberg, and they had history together. And that one, he's a, he's a pretty good interviewer. Yeah, yeah, he's been doing it a while now, and I I think I mean, Chris is just a talented guy. Obviously, I mean, he's been successful and made a shit ton of money in pro wrestling. Worked for every company there is, and then fronts a rock band. Like <laughs> what people don't know realize though is you were his bass player back in I think it was oh six. Yeah, it was you, before you, you, I left for um I mean the whole reason I left the band wasn't called Fozzie at that time, no. but was uh because I got drafted in Vietnam. <laughs> in two thousand six? It was like a retro. It was a, 
<laughs> the fucking... It was a <laughs> retro thing that the military instituted. And, I thought it uh, just took the postal service way too long <laughs> to get you your draft notification. Yeah, so I had to oh, go over man. there. I mean, obviously, the you know, I didn't fight. The war was over. But um, I had to leave the band. I mean, they replaced me. With, um, oh I don't. I don't know what's the name of the bass player in Fozzie now, but that's who they replaced me with. I think Brian Tremontano's a new bass player. The, the the bass player now he plays bass with them. Oh, I thought really? it was Rennie. I thought it was Rennie Charlie Boys. Mm. He's MIA. Nobody knows exactly where he where he is. I think no. it was. It was. No. <laughs> for real, for like as part of our uh, part of the story, or like for real. I saw Ren not too long ago. I thought he was still in the area. He's back in the area. Yeah. But he was... <sighs> he was in this area when I saw him. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. but so now he's in this area. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good thing we cleared that up. It'd be great if he came into like the frame at Frank's. <laughs> Frank's. So that, we'd have more questions and answers cool. at that point. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, but real hoot. Yeah, yeah. If Rennie just popped his head into the screen, like like yeah. he's in your house, that would be. Mm -hmm. That's a pay per view right there in your house. Oh, that's a that's a triple right, kicking down, kicking down uh, Randy Orton's door. Halloween. It's. Almost upon us. It is. What are you and or your children going to be? Anything wrestling related? Um, Rocco is a wrestling related 24-7. Okay. Um, I'm actually surprised he didn't put you in a chokehold the other day. But um, he was well behaved. He has his moments. He, he, does his thing. he does this thing where he jumped off the couch onto me. He put me in an arm bar last night. He, he did put me in an arm bar. He put it, he put some torque into it too. So I was, oh, I was wow. kind, of, kind of proud of him, you know. But no, he'll be the Flash from um, DC. DC. We'll go DC, yeah. yeah. I'm not up on the uh, uh the Flash is part of the DCU, yeah. He's also also can't keep himself out of trouble. The actor that plays the Flash, Ezra, whatever the hell his name is, really was, arre was arrested not that long ago, about an hour outside of Albany in Vermont. Really? Yeah. I th actually, yeah. maybe I think it might have been Manchester. Ben um, and Jerry's. He might have been at Ben and Jerry's trying to get some some ice cream. Good ice cream. Good ice cream. Yeah. Is there bad ice cream? Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Um, like pumpkin pie ice cream. Yeah, eggnog ice cream, terrible. Eggnog is pumpkin meant to be pie licked. ice cream. Sounds delicious. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Eight minute, nine minute abs, or seven minute abs. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, eight minutes. You know, it's funny you bring up abs. Like, I got a pet peeve when you're in the gym. And there's always that one dude record himself. Do you do that, Bobby? Do you record yourself working out? There's nothing drives me nuts. I think I am. What kind of a dickhead do you <laughs> think? 
<laughs> the funny thing I is, like, I don't of the people on the, the podcast, I, I feel like know. Frank knows Bobby better than I do <laughs> and should probably know the answer to that. I'll I know the what, answer to that question. There quite. are definitely people out there who like to believe that I am that guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> for true. For sure. And you just confirmed it, Frank. I was going to ask me that question. Although, because I, I go... And it's always that one jabroni who's got to set his, his phone up on the weight bench. So he's yeah. taking up two benches. Yeah. And he's bench pressing, a, you know, a buck and a quarter. And he's smiling at the camera. Look at me, honey. I'm bench pressing 125 pounds. No, Frank, I really would right. prefer you not call me out on the podcast. Like, come on. Right. So for you. me at this point, like, I have um, – I guess, for lack of a better term, a home gym, but it's all functional equipment. It's steel made. Oh, it's not broken. It's not broken equipment you're using. No, like functional fitness type stuff. <laughs> it's run like down. steel maces <laughs> and um, kettlebells, body row bars, and kettlebells, and a skier and a rower, um, and a yoga mat, and like. That stuff. Now, I will say this is more times than not when I go up there to work out, like it's just me and it's my home. So if I want to do it in my underwear, I will. <laughs> so, I mean, duly noted. That could be vain. To some and, if, and if Bobby wants to do some weight work, he has he has Dalton's guys come over, his escorts, the yes. boys, the boys, and uh, he bench presses them. The boys are quite jacked these days, so they're still little, but they're little and jacked. Mm -hmm. Frank, you never answered what you were going to be for Halloween. You going to Stone Cold Steve Austin? Mm. Uh, I think uh, there's a Batman costume. I want to say Batman costume. For you? Yes. So we're actually having a dual Halloween kid party this Saturday at, oh. the, at the Ferrero Estates. Parts unknown, weight unknown. And um, cool. I was told I was told both my kids, their birthdays were within a week apart, a week apart of each other. So they are having a combo party. Yeah. And, and you're going to be dressed up as Batman. Not the full Batman. I think it's a t-shirt with a cape. I really don't know. I didn't, I didn't buy it. I don't, Frank, I don't know. Frank's going as Winnie the Pooh Batman, so he's only going to wear the top half. That's awesome. That might have to be something we decide to do this year for Halloween is any member of this podcast can't be a regular Halloween costume. It's got to be a combination of two costumes. So Frank's would be Batman and Winnie the Pooh because he's <laughs> Batman up top and Winnie the Pooh because he's not wearing any pants. <laughs> so I was just I was just informed I'm actually Superman, not Batman. So well, I mean you can still be Superman with your Winnie the Pooh. I don't I don't want to steer you guys the wrong way. I don't want to, <laughs> you know by by Halloween though we'll probably have this video on the old YouTube so we'll be able oh, to dress we can, up. And, we can dress up. Let's see. Halloween, I believe, is a month. Is it a Sunday or a Monday this year? I want to say it's a Monday. It's a Monday. The reason I know that it's my birthday. Your, your birthday is Halloween. Correct. So is Jim. DePaul. Oh, you and Matt Negrini. Matt Negrini. Sure. Birthday boys. Birthday boys. Yeah. Odd. And me and Bobby have the same birthday that I'm not yeah. sharing with anyone. 
I've also taken offense to everyone that calls Bobby old because it turns out they're saying the same thing about me and I get fucking pissed. Yeah, there you go. It's like, that's My stepdaughter's birthday is the day after ours. Who's that? My stepdaughter's birthday is the day after ours. What are you buying so, for her birthday? We have a big, we have a big, we got some, we got some, some stuff planned. Yeah. So, buy, her, buy her a pony. Um, she likes Pusheen. What's that? Uh, yeah, what's that? She <laughs> is a really fat cat. From what I can see. Okay. Just a big, fat, almost like younger generation Garfield, but more useless, I guess. I don't know. So it's a fiction. This is a fictional character we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that cape that she was wearing earlier when uh-huh. when she was standing by my side, that's a Pusheen, like vampire Halloween edition hooded blanket type of thing. Yeah. So, so in theory, when we record our podcast, we will be recording the day after Halloween. So now, do we wear costumes on the pod the week prior? Excuse me. Do we wear costumes on the demi-pod the, the week prior to Halloween or the day after? So, because we'll, our next, that episode won't come out until November 2nd. Uh-huh. Um, I think if we have video by then, we definitely wear our costumes. And we'll have video by then. We'll be, okay. we'll be up on we'll video. Definitely wear, we're definitely wearing costumes, one of those. Unless you want we, to probably, we probably should have worked this out when we weren't on the air right now. <laughs> Pardon us while we have a production meeting during the podcast. We just, we do? Well, we do? there you go. We can do that. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, it's our podcast. It's your demi-pod. Frank and I are just here playing roles of other people. Well, there you go. So we do. I'm sorry. Uh, Roddy and Kyle and myself, yes. a.k.a. Adam, are here as other people. Dennis, baby. We <laughs> really have the same ring. <laughs> How about instead of baby, you say boo boo? Dennis, boo boo. No, it doesn't work. Boo boo sounds like you shit your pants. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> I'm going to go steal picnic baskets. Hey, boo boo. Let's go steal some picnic baskets. Hey, boo boo. Hey, boo boo. Isn't it great? The impressions that I can do are all cartoon characters. Mm, this is true. <laughs> Very true. We got to get Gallows on the show, though, because he's got to do the Undertaker voice. Not anymore. And he does a great Howard Fingal. Yeah, I don't. It seems like uh, he's back wrapped up. Why don't we get the Undertaker on the show? Why, do, why are we going for impressions? I mean,. I don't have a number. No. You stopped returning my calls a long time ago. Yeah. You okay, Frank? You you look like you're thinking, which scares me. Yeah. Thinking? Frank thinking, not so much. (laughs) I have some faith in myself. Very little. Yes. All right, take it home. Let's take it home. Okay. Another uh, 
this was a th thrilling episode, a little bit of a free form for us on the uh, on the Ocho, right? Yes. Yep. We've we've established that that this is this is the eighth one because the Ocho. I lost track last week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll recap here. Um. Enjoyed my uh, my time. Working for Impact over the weekend. Uh, fight got announced. Uh, the fight is happening. I'm going to Dubai. I'm going to have my first uh, boxing match. And uh, I'm excited. You should be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to just go out and compete again. Just to feel that. Like... I think for me, having done both for long periods of time, uh, but most recently doing the pro wrestling for an extended period of time, that there's such a different <clears throat> MO when you go out to compete as opposed to when you go out to do what we do. Not to say there's not a competitive edge to it, because there is. But you're spinning so many plates where when you're competing, like whether it be football or kickboxing or whatever, you're, you're multitasking, but you've got one focus. Everything is towards the same goal, which is to win or to, you know, hurt the other guy or to not allow yourself to get hurt you know it's like your purpose is single-minded and that is something i think i i miss and something i want to feel at least once more before i stop doing that kind of stuff question enter dubai dubai or wrestlemania what do you mean i put you on a card big time pay-per-view Big time fight, or I put you at Wrestle in the WrestleMania, not main event, just at WrestleMania, seventy five thousand people. The Super Bowl of what you do, what would you rather do? If I'm just on WrestleMania, I don't get the like. It, it could be just an entrant in the battle royal. No, you're you're on the main card. You're on the main card. You're match number four. We'll say. Uh -huh. um, Big big story, or I put you in a boxing match, or maybe even a UFC match. Fifteen thousand people, maybe, but big pay per view, big card. I think right now, ask me another time. I might change this answer, but like right now, like I think I'm fighting. Really? Yeah, I think I'm fighting. Is that because that's what you're doing right now? I mean, preparing for it, it I'm not going to lie, you start to get like a little itchy. Like there's a little bit, at least for me, and I don't know, I, I can only speak for myself, but to where like you are focusing on this thing and this person, you don't know this person, um, but 
like you're gonna go and try and inflict bodily harm on that person knowing they're gonna try to do the same to you and now granted this is boxing so there's not as many ways but like i'm sure he's gonna try to hurt me and i'm gonna try to hurt him and i don't know there's just something i miss about that it's been i haven't i I think my last amateur kickboxing fight was like 12 years ago and that would have been the last time that i competed you know but we all grew up competing like playing ball and all those things so so yeah i just i want to i want to compete so i think right now i would potentially forego a spot on WrestleMania and go fight. Hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. That being said, um, we can take it on home. Merch. Take merch. it home. Get the merch. We got the top selling t shirt on Pro Wrestling Team. Backslash Bobby Fish. Frank, you got, any, you got any closing thoughts, Frank? Other than I'm just happy to be here and you love chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. I love a good hot chocolate milk. Good hot chocolate milk. Hot, <laughs> hot, hot, chocolate, hot chocolate milk, milk? man. You throw Ugh. some, whip, put some whipped cream on chocolate milk. Ah, it's good. It's good. I had a good protein bar today that was called hot chocolate. What is your protein bar of choice? Mm. Lately, I've been really. Your quest guy. Um, I have been, and I, I still will eat a quest, but. I've been real. I mean, I was such a Quest guy when they first came out. I was ordering the boxes, like, uh, and you had to get a minimum, like a case of it. And I was ordering them for the, <laughs> I would order them at the bar of Cordes that I used <laughs> to manage. And I just needed, in order to get the bulk order, like I just needed the um, license of, whatever to get so i but you had to order a minimum of like 50 boxes so holy like jesus boxes would show up at a quarter's bar <laughs> um but yeah my my bar of choice right now is that perfect bar oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they had they're in the refrigerated section the peanut mm-hmm. butter ones are really good i realized that the uh peanut butter coconut one is awesome. I believe I have had the cookie dough one that's pretty good too. I've never had there is no cookie dough one. I think we had it up here. Does it have chips in it? Like is it the no. peanut butter chocolate chip it's, one? It's it's not real chocolate chips. It's okay. It's like it's called a cookie dough perfect. Yeah, I wanna I wanna say it's a cookie. Yeah, we've had it here. We right, find, you we send me box. a picture. You gotta send me a picture because I don't think it exists. Okay, I'll probably do. <laughs> But the, I like the peanut butter one and the peanut butter coconut one, and uh, there's a peanut butter chocolate chip one. But guess where it was? Nah, yeah, there. that's what I'm saying. Is that's what I thought it was because that's the only one I've ever seen. And there's no way that you have like a limited edition in Albany. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying well, you are to release this one, <laughs> Albany, New York? <laughs> So you're saying your bars down in Florida are better than ones up in Albany, New York? I'm not mm. saying they're better, but I'm saying you, they're you at got least it, you got the same. <laughs> Maybe you're, you're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. At the, at the very least, they're the same. 
<laughs> what a riveting episode. <laughs> <sighs> all went great right up until the end. Yeah, so you'll be in Baltimore next this weekend. Yes, Baltimore, Baltimore Slip Fest. Slip Fest on MCW. Saturday, correct? That is correct. And then Sunday at MCW, right? In Baltimore? Is it MCW? Yeah. It is MCW. MCW, and there's a meet and greet. And are we doing a seminar? No. No, that's a different one. But we're doing a meet and greet. Yes, you are. And I'm wrestling somebody. <laughs> I'm wrestling I some piece of shit. I think you're wrestling... Some piece of shit. Somebody who's not worth the dirt on the bottom of your boots. The dirt on the bottom of my balls. That too. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we end the show, boys and yes. girls. The dirt All right. on the bottom of my balls. Uh, I got nothing left. Say goodnight, Bobby. Good night, Bobby. <laughs>